Cool. Let's keep rolling. Um, so, man, my thoughts are like body temperature starting to heat up a little bit. I'm like, that was good. That was good stuff. Uh, we're going to go, Todd, I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I don't have your 50 page resume memorized. <laughs> I've been working on it, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself because you can give these people a rundown as to all of your extensive, wonderful credentials and just who you are, uh, your credentials, your family, and then let's just jump in and have some fun. So let's, let's go. All right. Well, to make it real, the kind of the brief, short story of it, uh, I am a father of three, so uh, I'm kind of lagging behind all the rest of the guys here, but that's all right. I'll, I'll take that. Um, I was a 25-year police officer with the city of San Jose. Um, I did narcotics, prostitution, fugitive apprehension, human trafficking, crowd control, and all kinds of other police special operations type stuff. So it's I had a very, very good career. Um, the unfortunate part is because of the things that I was doing um, you're going to get hurt. It's, it's literally, it's a hundred percent injury rate. You're going to get hurt somehow. Um, so, you know, for me, it started out just by just rolling an ankle, uh, chasing a suspect. Um, and you know, at the time I was what, 24 years old, you know, 24 years old, you just spring back and it's like no big deal. Um, and I didn't think really there was anything going on with it. Um, but I kind of realized a little piece of my mortality then, um, then as my career progressed and everything else, I just, you know, just got injury after injury after injury. And then finally in uh, 2003, I had a guy kick me in the knee and literally severed my ACL. Um, it was brutal. And that's when kind of the depression really started to hit because I was, I was literally out of work for almost seven months. Um, and to say that I was passionate about my work is an understatement. Um, I absolutely loved what I was doing and I, all I wanted to do was police work. So it was, it was awesome, but that took me out of commission and made kind of made me realize my mortality. Yeah. Now, um, to, know, to know Todd too, like there's attention to detail and then there's Todd's level of detail. <laughs> five days in advance, sometimes two weeks in advance, like already and analyzed every situation and scenario. So like, you were in the right career, I feel like, but you didn't just get into be a police officer and just do highway patrol. Not that that doesn't have its own risks and, and dangers, right? But you like, it sounds like you intentionally went down a path that you knew you were going to become face to face with some pretty gnarly characters that were going to test you in a lot of ways. Like what was the thought process behind, behind that, brother? Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those things where every single day I love challenging myself um, I love doing things that I've never done before. So it was literally one of those things where I just looked at it and went, what is the hardest thing that I can do in police work? Of course um, you did. <laughs> and fugitive apprehension is the hardest thing that you can do in police work. So I was like, well, let's go do that. Yeah. You know, what do I need to do to do that? What, what training do I need to get? What, what experiences do I need to have? So on and so forth, you know, and then running a team and being a team leader for guys like that, I mean, when I'm when I talk about alpha males, I know what alpha males are uh, because that those are the guys that I was working with. I love those guys, but man, I'll tell you what: when alpha males butt heads, oh man, we can butt heads. Yeah. But you know, it, it we become so tight and so it, literally all we had to do is think about something, and the other guys on the team were were thinking the same thing. But it's crazy how we never really talked 
about the stuff that was going on with us. You know, like we would, we were going after major child molesters and everything else. And to sit there and look at the evidence videos and the evidence photographs and all that stuff, it, it, it messes with you. Right. Um, and to be honest with you, some of that stuff, it's still to this day, you know, a certain child scream, just I'm, I'm right back into another PTSD episode. Wow. wow. You know, and it's just one of those things where I luckily now I know what those triggers are and I can go, okay, you're in a good place. You're in a safe place. This is not what's really happening. It's just an upset child. But it's those little tiny things that once you start to realize what's going on and it takes, it takes so much effort on your own part and your own self-evaluation to look at things and go, I need to fix X. I need to fix Y. I need to fix Z. And I'll be honest with you. It was the hardest thing for me to just look at myself in the mirror and go, you need to fix this. You're the only one that can do it. And I'll tell you, it was some brutal, brutal nights and some brutal conversations with myself to sit there and go, no, no, this needs to stop. You know, what ultimately ended up retiring me, I ended up losing the use of these three fingers that we severed the tendons in a fight. Um, and they just looked at all my other injuries. They're like, that's it. You're done. Um, and that's when the depression really, really hit. Um, and full disclosure, that's when the alcoholism really got bad. You know, I tell people all the time, look, man, I was up to a gallon of Jack Daniels a week. Wow. You know, and on top of that, I was taking 1200 milligrams of Celebrex, uh, which is like the plus B plus the doc will be able to correct me, correct me on this of, uh, basically ibuprofen, um, every single day. I mean, it, it was just destroying me and I didn't really realize what it was until all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, something's got to give, something's got to stop. Um, and when literally I'm sitting there looking at it I'm, and I open up the safe and I look at my gun, I go, dude, this can end right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever have to be in pain again. Yeah. And, you know, luckily my wife is one of the strongest women I'll ever meet in my life. And she's, you know, she's like, you need to do something to fix yourself. I don't know what it is, but you need to do something. Wow. And literally it was just a 30 second prayer. God, I need your help. And then John popped into my life. So. Beautiful. Guys, you've got to do yourself a favor and just be honest, 100% brutally honest with yourself and just go, what needs to change? What needs to change? Because doing the same thing is not going to help you. Doing that same thing over and over and over again, it's the definition of insanity. It's not going to help you. You've got to change stuff. And I'll be honest with you, man, when when I finally admitted that to myself, holy smokes, did things change, like literally overnight. Nice. You know, um, all of a sudden the world just looked better. You know, um, my wife actually started looking at me like, hey, you're doing all right rather than I need to help him. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing that will kick you in the dick harder when your wife looks at you and goes, there's nothing I can do for you. You've got to do this yourself. Yeah. 
And Rob's sitting there shaking his head and it's like, oh yeah, brother, we both been there. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. So that's just kind of, that's the short story. Um, I don't want to take up all the time, but I mean, literally I'm like, Rob, man, I could sit here and talk about this for hours. Um, anybody that wants to talk about it, dude, just, if I was walking down the street and some stranger asked me, I'd be, we'd be sitting there for two, three hours yeah. just chatting about it. And I know that's, that's part of it. It's just your passion for people too, right? Like what Rob shared and his passion for helping men. Like you, you, you've had something that has affected your life significantly. And if, if somebody's got an ear to listen and they're to that place, right? Because not everybody's ready to hear it. Um, if they're to that place and ready, ready to listen, ready to do something about it. This is kind of how we'll, we'll close more tonight too, but like they're ready to take action. Man, like you want to give them that attention right then, right? Like in the moment, like you, you don't know. And I, I think it's because of what Rob is sharing, what you're sharing, like this, those sensitive moments that you had with yourself, that it's, it's easier to not feel the pain anymore than it is to continue forward. Like, you know what that means to somebody. So I really, really appreciate that you guys do that, that you take the time and connect with someone right on that level. It's, you never know whose life you're helping and saving. Yeah. Well, and I, it's funny because even you know, this path to my health and my getting out of depression and alcoholism and everything, it's only been going on for four years, but I've already had five people tell me, dude, what you, what you are talking about and what you're doing inspires me and has changed my life. Awesome. I'm like, then perfect. Now go tell two other people. <laughs> <laughs> now you go help five other people. Let's just make this happen. I love it. I love you know, it. So real man pops up and I'm like, Dude, I don't care what I got to do. I'm involved in this. I, you can't stop me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let me ask you um, a personal question, right? Like quality of life. Take us to like where things were and where they are now. Like as a dad, as a husband in your business, like what, what's been the things? How, how different is it, right? How is it different? And then what do you think? Because I know you've taken some pretty specific steps. So I feel like we'd be remiss not to mention some of those, but like what specifically has moved you in that direction where you can, can breathe, get above water and not just be drowned? Okay. Um, well, at 47 years old, I was retired uh, from my dream career. I was planning on doing another five years. Um, so I fully believed while, even while I was working that I wasn't going to make it to 50 years old. Mm -hmm. I truly believed I was not going to make it to 50 years old. Number one, the things that we were doing you know, the odds just keep stacking, you know, you can only get lucky so many times. Um, however, when I, I was forced to retire, that was kind of a, a wake up call for me to just go, Hey, that, that needs to stop. So there was, a, there was that life change. However, that life change, I didn't listen to. And I just allowed the depression to take over the depression and the alcoholism. Um, but then it was literally one of those, I am sick and tired of being in pain. I'm sick and tired of pay, taking pain medications. I am sick and tired of dealing with all these PTSD issues and everything else. This just needs to stop. So literally, I just went cold turkey, no more pain pills. Wow. And I was miserable. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, then it, then it started, I went, okay, I can do some physical exercise. I know the PTs that I worked with in the past. I'm going to, I'm going to, I literally went through my old medical files and pulled out the stretching and the exercises that they gave me and started working through those. And that minimized some of the stuff. And then I meet you and you tell me, Hey, you can try this stuff and do this. 
try that. And all of a sudden, holy smokes, now I don't need to take all these stuff, all the stuff that's going to destroy my body. Just decided one day, November 26, 2016, no more alcohol, cold turkey. Um, also uh, becoming um, religious and dedicating my, my personal life to my Lord. Um, that, that was a huge, huge step and huge motivation for me. And as soon as that happened, it was like light the rockets because all of a sudden you can't hold on to this. And even my wife was like, what has gotten into you? And it literally, I'm a totally different person than I was five years ago. Totally different person. The fact that I'm guessing in a better way, you know, I mean, you're a pretty awesome guy before I'm sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, people like to hang out with me, but I, I don't think I was as fun because I was kind of a bitter man. Yeah. I, I love it. And I love what you're doing. And I love what you're about. How, how many other um, people out there, right? If you guys are into home defense, gun training, things like that, how many other firearms instructors and, and places like that do you know where they also have a full wellness team because they care so much about what you do off the range, not just when you're in training, right? In a tactical situation. Like Todd is fully committed. Um, I love what he stands for. I love his messages and how he shows up to help people. So it's, yeah, there, there, there are zero. There are zero that actually do that. And, you know, I, I tell people, I'm like, look, I'm not just here to teach you how to uh, win a gunfight. There are so many different avenues of a gunfight because there's the physical part. There's the emotional part. There's the financial part. There's a huge financial part. Um, there's dealing with all the stuff that's going to happen just from getting involved with a gunfight, the, the post-traumatic stress alone, that that's one huge part. I, and I'm trying to train people the whole part of that is get through that entire piece of it. And people are just like, well, wait a minute, but all I got to do is this. It's just target shooting. No, it's not. It's a totally different ball game. Love it, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. It's um, it's fun. It's fun to be connected here. It really, it's, there's a lot of sometimes cool it's hard to hold on to. <laughs> as as far as like checklists, right? For for men that were plugging in, and be like, yeah, man, we're gonna talk about some good stuff. We said guns. We talked suicide. We talked emotions, right? Um, we haven't really talked food yet. Maybe we'll get into that. I don't know. But we're hitting on some pretty good manly stuff. And if you guys weren't ready to hear about some of those things are emotions. Maybe it's opened your mind up a little bit to being able to, to recognize like what this is and what we're doing, right? We really want to create a space where we can not just increase our awareness about things, but have accountability and do something about it, right? Be motivated enough to do something about it and have guys support you. Todd also is a mentor in real. I'm amazing and blessed to have him. So thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You.